Hey there, welcome to The Colour Couch, which is brought to you through Laupost and presented by me, Vincent Taylor. Now, if you don't know who Laupost is, then hold everything, go check them out. Uh, they're an awesome creative learning platform that's for everything you need to know in this crazy post-production world. Uh, if you don't know who I am, I'm a wannabe talk show host who says um too much and has a day job as a colorist. Actually, sometimes that day job is a night job as well. Enjoy the podcast. One, two, three, four. Welcome to another episode of The Colour Couch with your host, Vincent Taylor. I like saying that because it makes me sound like a talk show host. Mm -hmm. And I am delighted to welcome my very good friend, Barry Greaves, who's in Shanghai at the moment. And I used to work with Barry uh, two, three, I don't know how many years ago, a couple of years ago? Uh, I, I, I don't know, about five, yeah, yeah, four or some, five, I think. Yeah, It's been, been a while. Uh, it has been a while. Barry is a... a uh, creative director is that your title creative director that's my title uh jack of all trades is kind of not not officially kind of <laughs> put down there but yeah uh, creative director um i direct as well um occasionally uh, more so now than than the last few years but uh but yeah it's uh, it's interesting kind of do, doing many things vfx supervising sometimes if if needed but uh, i think really done one or two shoots this year so as as super as supervisor done i think i'm on my fifth directing job this year already so it's uh, it's pretty cool wow yeah now you're uh I'm, I'm going to say obviously but some people don't pick accents but uh you're you're from the uk originally yeah i am yes some people for some strange reason think i'm australian uh um, oh, what not sure why but uh, i i think it's probably i went to sorry going back to when i was at university uh, that was in Newcastle, and I picked up a Geordie accent then, and then when going down to London for for work, no one could understand me, so I had to change my accent. And then obviously, you know, fast forward, you know, fifteen years or so, as China was another kind of kind of uh, entrance to this world was a little bit weird because no one could understand me still. So I had to <laughs> kind of dumb down, dumb down my accent for London, then go even more simplified with that when you know when coming to china and uh i think i remember the first time going back to to england Cause my vocabulary these days i mean it's starting to get back up again now writing treatments and things but it's honestly it's because you don't use certain words you just kind of forget quite easily what 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 words you should use and you kind of like oh, i'm trying to think of this word what's what is this word and it's it's something so simple and you just can't it's just you know, it's on the edge of your tongue or the tip of your tongue, but it's, you never really can find it. And and I, I don't know. I just put that down to kind of you need to simplify the words that you use in order for people who's obviously it's not their first language for to understand and to actually kind of communicate between one another. And it's uh, it's very difficult to to then pick up what you would then be a, a normal conversation with people back home. And yeah, so it's it's a bit of a strange one. So backing right up then to, you know, your, your beginnings, uh, when, uh, so you, you mentioned university. Yeah. Give me a bit of an overview of, uh, you know, your training and, and kind of what started leading you to where you are. Well, I mean, my dad was a police officer, um, but in his spare time, he used to kind of go and volunteer at the local radio station. So I was always kind of getting involved with things like that. And I, I used to be fascinated by the reel-to-reels tapes 
they used to do with the, the audio and things. And I actually got, I actually had two of them myself, which uh, both ended up breaking uh, when I was in college, actually. Um, but what two two reel to reels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to I used to stay, sit in my bedroom like cutting music and things like that, and and doing my own radio shows and. Uh, and then I, I, I managed to get some kind of really kind of very basic uh, mixing. I don't know how you want to call it, like a mixing deck, but it's not really. It's like it's like you can pump video into it, but you can't because you needed kind of two VHS players. But it was always really really bad, and yeah, I, I, it really never even worked to be honest. Um, but it fascinated me, so I kind of went, I did terribly at school. Um, I was more into sports than studying. Uh, and then I went into college with uh, with not many uh, not many qualifications, and kind of got into did a, a BTEC, which is kind of like almost like a practical version for the the non um, uh, kind of uh, theory based students. Or, or again, my vocabulary is kind of going from my head now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know the non 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 academic. I was trying to say. Um, so yeah, it, it's it was kind of doing two years of that and finding out that I loved editing and and getting behind a camera. And I did it. I did some kind of work experience at a local TV station um, and cut some uh, little promos for news cha- uh, some local news. Uh, it was nothing really, but it was kind of, it really got me excited. Yeah, that's awesome. So then I, I kind of went from there to, to this kind of university course in Newcastle or just outside Newcastle. And basically that, it was again, it was a HND, so it was kind of, it was 90% practical, so way less theory because I'm not that, I'm not that guy. What? What did you call it? HND? What? Yeah, High National Diploma. So it's kind of... Oh, I see. It's kind of just below a degree in that sense, uh, but it, it's a lot less uh, theoretical. Uh, so it's more, more on the practical side, like 80, 85% practical, essentially. And I kind of... Basically, I focused more on the directing slash editing uh, part of the course. Um, and that's that's what I excelled at really, and I I loved it. How old were you then? Uh, so I was at college, sixteen to eighteen, and eighteen to twenty. At, uh, it was a two year course. So uh, so yeah, uh, did did that and did my uh, thesis or uh, dissertation on uh, the Matrix and, and the many hidden hidden metaphors and meanings and huh. yada 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 you know because that that was the first real movie that kind of blew my mind visually. Because uh, that was '98, I think, right? I can't remember. 19, oh my gosh, '98, '99, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy. It was it was because I went to this, I think it was one of the I think it was the first film I went to the cinema twice to see. It's interesting that isn't it? The the film or or show or you know, and we've all got it. The thing that we saw that kind of just made us go, oh wow, you know. And for me, it was actually Jaws. Oh, really? I remember going. I, yeah, I remember going to the going to the cinema, and it was a re-release of the film. And, and I went to the cinema. I caught the bus there, and I had my little bus timetable in my hand. And I and I remember sitting in the theatre. And by the end of the movie, the bus timetable was about the size of a fingernail because I'd screwed it up. So I was so terrified. Um, but. The, you know, the, again, this, it was the storytelling and the way the story was told, even though I was terrified, that really just caught my imagination, you know? Ah, it's a fantastic film, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, incredible. 
So, so you you were fascinated with the uh, you know with the Matrix. Saw it twice. Mm. That month, yes. That month, <laughs> and from there, where? There, I kind of I kind of graduated. Uh, decided I'm going to go and try and become an editor. You know, it's going to be easy. I've done this course, and you know, uh, so I got. I think I, 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 there was a one magazine that was out around the country, but you had to order it specially, uh, called Broadcast Magazine, and it was it had at the back of the back of the magazine it had all the jobs listed like classifieds almost, because um, it was kind of just I could have just graduated just as the internet started, so it was none of the googling or anything like that, and it was wait 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 wait, wait. life life before the internet what well I got my in, I got my first email address at university. Um, but no one like it was. It was a new thing, so it wasn't really like you know. It's crazy, but it's and that's how old we are, I guess. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the last analog generation. Uh, but the but yeah, I mean, I kind of was writing all these letters and applying to so many jobs, and I've actually still got all of the rejection letters in a in a big envelope at home. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to remind myself, I, I actually found it quite interesting that like all these companies kind of like, you know, they, they send you all these rejection letters. It was just more of a, I think it was more of a, a, a kind of kick up the butt to try to say, like, this, these are what said no. We can prove to them that you can do it. And I don't know, it was more, I, I think it's still at my mom's house somewhere, but um, but yeah, I think I had like a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty letters or something. Oh my gosh! Um, oh yeah, yeah. I was applying like every every week. I was applying to seven or eight different people. I mean, um, for, for, for it was me, crazy. I mean that that speaks volumes about you on of, on two counts. One that you applied, 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 applied. But I love that that instead of looking at it as a kind of oh well, da da da, you used it as motivation to kind of go even harder. That's fantastic. Well, I mean, to, to be honest, I I don't know what it's like these days. Cause maybe everyone seems to come straight out of university and get a job, but like back in the day, there wasn't really any. I mean, we got taught all of this stuff, but no one really taught you any. Well, I didn't get taught much that went into the job for one, and they don't really. Or they didn't 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 at this college anyway, uh, this university that, that didn't really show you or, or or kind of guide you how to get a job and where to where your expectation should be and you know how to do it and obviously back in the day it was more like you you know you could only get in if you knew somebody type of thing, um, but that was you know kind of the myth around it anyway. Um, but now I don't know. I think now it might be different. I don't know. It's very different from the inside than it than it is from the outside looking in. But, but at the time, it, it, I didn't know that you couldn't apply f- to be an editor straight away. That the people were looking for, you know, senior whatever's uh, needs five, ten years experience or whatever. Uh, so me going into that was I don't know. It was it was very strange. Um, obviously, it, it was times where you think this is never going to happen. But then I mean I was I went home after university and I was literally, I was laboring for a brickie. Um, so I was literally building houses and, and joinery and things like that. Um, and yeah, it was good fun and everything, but then like the, the days where you're, you're doing it and the, you know, the heavens open up and you, you're getting soaked and you're, you're, you're dirty, your hands are, you know, blistered over and just, you're thinking, is this ever going to happen? And then, 
I kind of, I had this, I mean, I won't tell the story. It's not really kind of a friendly story uh, or, or at least a, a podcast friendly story probably. Um, but it was actually a friend of mine who was employing me and, and I got an interview at a place to do data input or whatever. Uh, I can't remember where, what kind of a place it was, but it was in Brighton, there, uh, right in the south of England. Uh, and I went down and had an interview Everything went swimmingly until the reference, which my good friend had written, um, and he wrote something as a joke the night before, and uh, yeah, showed me, and it was like laugh, 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 and then he gave me the envelopes. He said, "I oh, don't worry, it's all sorted." And he, no, oh no, I know what's coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, I was sat in this interview, and these two 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 ladies were kind of interviewing me, and they had this kind of paper up, and their their kind of shoulders were just moving gently up and down and I was like and I got out of there and I was like you you know I got on the phone and I was I was not not best please I mean it's hilarious afterwards because obviously that completely wasn't the right place to to go to so where does it wait 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 so so your friend's joke letter was in the envelope were both in the in the envelope or just no the joke no, one? no no just just a joke one oh, and God. I called him up I, I called him up and and literally he couldn't believe it he was like no I was like yes and all I heard was his phone drop to the ground and he, him just completely crease up laughing. Oh my uh, god! Oh my god! Uh, oh, come on, you got to give me exactly. a little. You got to give me a hint. If, if I, the thing is, it's, it's, it's. I mean, think about it. If if the guy's a, a, a you know a bricklayer, essentially. Yeah. Think about the language that he uses and things. Okay. Uh, I'll text you after. <laughs> But uh, he was saying how good I was and all this stuff, and at the end he, he even said something else. But uh, but oh yeah, in this God. day and age, it's probably not not the best thing to to repeat. Um, but but yeah, it was it was kind of at the time it was a bit frustrating. However, like literally a couple of weeks later, it was it was hilarious thinking back because I knew that I just wanted to move down to the south of England, which is where kind of the majority of the media facilities were uh, regardless of it not being in London it was in Brighton and maybe if this wasn't the right job I could still try and sort something out and, and go from there um, however it definitely I mean looking back it definitely wasn't where I wanted to be or definitely where I shouldn't should have gone so as much as it happened it probably happened for a reason and yeah, it was kind of, yeah. kind of kind of good good that it did happen because uh, a few weeks later uh, an application that I sent off uh, to one company ended up for some reason it was a, a company called I think Blue Blue Post no not Blue uh, Blue, uh, Blue Sound or something Blue Turtle or something like that and it ended up going to Blue Post Production which is it was like literally just around the corner from each other um, and I got called in for an interview uh, or a trial day or whatever, literally just making teas and coffees. Yep, yep. And that's, you know, I mean, that's where, I don't know if that's where you, how you started, but that's how I started. Um, and, yeah, I made teas and coffees for everyone in the, in the company for the day and d- didn't didn't get that because they, they were more of an editing house, um, which is kind of what I wanted to do. But they had this sister company which were doing all of these kind of visual effects, a company called VTR. Um, and they were, they, were, they were kind of the big company in, in Soho at the time. Um, and they kind of passed my CV to, to them. And so like, this guy's kind of all right. What you, what you, do you want to, do you want to uh, see him? So then I, came, I, 
so they came back down the week later, did the same trial day, making teas and coffees, <laughs> things like that. You know, running tapes all around Soho, uh, getting lunches and things. And and yeah, got that was a Thursday. They offered me the job at the end of the day. Said, can you start on Monday? I said, absolutely. So then wow. I literally travel. I traveled back on a train to, to Yorkshire that night. Uh, Friday, I went to the bank to get a loan. Sat there, I packed my packed my things and said goodbye to the family. Sunday, I was on a train back to London, and I walked in on Monday morning with a suitcase, oh, <laughs> and wow. that was that, that was me. Wow. So, uh, so yeah, and it was a obviously it was a bit of a struggle, but uh, don't regret any of it. It was it was actually one of it was some of the best times of my life uh, doing that job. How long were you there? Uh, a VTR, three years, I think. Um, I mean, I was I'm quite a tenacious person as you know like i i kind of when i was there i i learned my role backwards inside out and eyes closed type of thing so i knew when people would have their coffees or what time what how they take it things like that so every day without fail i would be there and everyone would be like oh you know and you know everyone knew me uh i was very friendly and then as soon as i finished my job i was trying to learn the next next ring up in dispatch and library things like that and then i'd go there and i'd get promoted to that place and then as soon as i learned that role i'd try and do the same in the machine room and then i got to the machine room and i was trying to get then become uh, an artist uh and i'd be doing the same there but there was quite a few of the guys who all wanted to do that and it was a little bit of a, a waiting list should we say uh which i wasn't i knew that if i'd waited it would be at least probably four years until I got an opportunity. So I decided to try and increase my chances and go somewhere else, uh, lesser known, um, but at least be able to be able to kind of do something. Um, and, and yeah, luckily it kind of worked out. Um, I do, I mean, I kind of, I don't regret leaving that place, but those were the, by far that was the kind of, I, I love that place and I loved everyone there. And, it's 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 fantastic seeing everybody and where they are now and, and what they're doing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So right? many successful people and from that company have gone on to do amazing things. Wow! So you went on to so you, you went on to your next position, and so when did you start getting on the you know like start working creatively with some stuff? And what were you doing? Well, I mean, when I was when I was there just before I left, I mean, I was helping people conform and basically start kind of do keys and and i'll be in at the weekends trying to trying to do the job for them and then on monday they would check everything and make sure or see if they could use it or not and if they did if they couldn't use it if they start again it's okay there's no time wasted because i was in at the weekend doing it for them uh if they can use it then great they've saved time and you know everyone wins so it was kind of it was more of a and i was very much into smoke at the time rather than flame um because it was more of an editing based software and it kind of i think it fit my uh, kind of what i wanted really more than more than the flames flame kind of confused me at the time and uh i was more of thinking oh well i could do a bit of a bit of effects but a bit of editing and it could be everything rolled into one and that kind of that's where i was going down and i started kind of yeah kind of got into got into the swing of things and whilst trying to learn at weekends if there wasn't of any jobs I could kind of help out on uh, a friend at another company he was kind of digitizing uh, or redigitizing or mastering uh, f- like old kung fu films so I'd go to his 
Yeah, I got to his place and like literally we'd just be painting out scratches on film neg and stuff digitally on, on, on the smog and like, you know, re regenerating stuff. So there's been, I think it was like, no, I think we worked on about five different different films there uh, just on weekend, weekends. And I, I didn't get paid for it. I was just did it, did it, did it just, just in order just to try and, you know, kind of learn and, and get ahead. And I just love doing that stuff. I mean, you, you use the word tenacious, but I mean, your work ethic, I mean, to, to be that um, motivated and, and, you know, directed by, just by yourself, it, that's, you know, hat off to you. I think that's incredible. Well, I mean, I, 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 I don't think that, you know, I mean, there's so many people chomping at the bit trying to get there. If you don't show you want it, you don't show that you, you know, you're the guy for them, I don't think you get chosen. I think there's... A lot of people these days kind of, I think they feel like they're, I don't know, they kind of deserve to get handed stuff. But I don't know, for me, I always feel that there's, you know, that you can always tell when, when you've got a, a team of people, there's always one or, one or maybe two, if you're lucky, people who just kind of catch your eye because they're always chomping at the bit Thirsty. to do better or to, yeah. you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's it, I, I, I kind of, it, it's very strange kind of seeing it from, I mean, I, I've always had that kind of feeling in, in me that I've got to push for more, I've got to be better because, maybe because I, I feel, I don't know, some sense of uh, that I don't re really kind of deserve it maybe, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, you know, it, I feel very privileged to be in the position that I'm in. Like, and I, I think I always, ha I always have been. Like regardless of making teas and coffees at uh, the early stages, I think maybe all of the rejection letters kind of maybe kind of uh, did something to me at that point. Perhaps I'm not sure, but I think, or, or maybe even just the fact that I, you know, you know disappointed my parents at the at school <laughs> with my exam results, <laughs> and maybe I've, maybe I've just been making up for it. But I mean, your folks at that stage must have been over the moon. They must have been so proud. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think I can put a foot wrong in my mum's eyes. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, nowadays maybe, but but yeah, at the time at the time, I think she was just happy I could get a job. Uh, <laughs> so, so you you eventually uh, did cross over and started working on Flame. Yeah, started working with Flame. So you went from yeah. to Flame. I mean, I, I left VTR back in two thousand and three. And I went to a company called Red Post Production, and they got bought out by a company called Smoke and Mirrors um, about a year and a half later, I think. Uh, and I got a lot of people weren't sure if they're going to keep their jobs, and many people found other jobs quickly. And I was like, well, all these other people are going to leave, and I'm going to be the only person pretty much going across, and which which I did. And uh, I knew a couple of people there anyway because of, I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't take long when you're in the industry there for people to move and all of a sudden you know people at many different places um it's not that it's not that big of industry um so i think for me going there was 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 pretty cool and uh obviously i could have went down there in machine room i was kind of doing kind of machine room and kind of uh assisting and being an artist at red a little bit um but you know i didn't really i wasn't really kind of found myself and i was kind of Second guessing because I was trying to use I think Avid DS at the time, which really wasn't me, um, and I, I found I found a struggle. I struggled with that one quite a bit. Um, so I, I kind of I kind of, when I went there, I wasn't sure what to do, and I tried to do Avid DS, 
and I was like, nah, this isn't this isn't for me. I kind of want to do smoke again because I think that's more me. But I don't think they had smoke at the time. Um, and I think I lasted six months there before I decided to go, strangely, back to Blue Post Production, the, the company that I first trialed with in uh, back in the day. Hmm. Uh, and that's when I was machine room uh, slash assistant uh, artist and I was actually assisting Anne uh, Trotman, who later came uh, over to Shanghai to help us, and uh, now is uh, running uh, or co-running the two D department at the mill in New York. Um, so yeah, so and she, you know, I was working with her quite a bit, and and she helped me on a lot of stuff, uh, and and yeah, it was it was kind of good. But again, I, I stayed there for I think like five months. Um, I took a pay cut. I, I just all I wanted to do was get on the machine. Uh, I wasn't worried about money at the time. I was worried about. Money. I was literally living paycheck to paycheck. But I was not. I was like, literally, this is going to happen, or it's not going to happen, and I've got to make a decision because I can't keep living this way. And I took a risk, went there, and then literally uh, a few months later, got asked back by Smoke and Mirrors. I know, honestly, it's nuts. Wow. Um, it's like ping pong. Yeah. But, I, but and, and literally, I got pulled in and said, so you can you can use flame? I'm like, yes. And, and it wasn't, I couldn't use flame, I could use smoke, barely. Um, and then we're like, but you, you, you could use this. I'm like, yeah, of course I can use this. And I said, <laughs> so, if, so if we gamble on you, you, you could, I was like, yeah, no problem, don't worry, don't worry. So it was a little bit of... Smoke and mirrors backing myself yeah, <laughs> yeah literally, <laughs> literally literally and I turned up the first day it's like okay I've got a machine I've got a, I've got a suite and I'm like I'm an artist it's like oh my god oh wow and then and then then then, then obviously I, I, my title wasn't even junior at the time I don't think um, but I remember like going right I've got to learn this I've got to learn this quick before before I get given clients and it's like uh, it was kind of a it was a it was a little bit of a heart and mouth moment or, you know, like you just kind of... Start swimming, something start starts, swimming. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I remember I got given a... Uh, I think it was like just... Like, I just had to... On the first day, it was like, oh, here's, here's some storyboards. Just make an animatic for this uh, critic. We just need to pad out the timings and things like that. I'm like, okay, I've got to cut things out. I've got to paint things. I'm like, I don't even know how to use this machine. So I was literally... Oh, my gosh. I know, I know. It was a, it was a long day. Um, but literally, like, it, 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 honestly, I, I don't know what happened, but it was just like li- little by little, I just kind of managed to find my way around the around the the, the, the user uh, the UI, and it was yeah, it was it was it was nuts really because basically from there, I did a few jobs here and there, and then all of a sudden they they've started getting a lot of this. Um, a lot of repeat work for adaptations and stuff. This is where it started with tag and stuff. So basically, like, it was a lot of the senior artists getting given kind of, you know, not really a senior artist tasks. So they, instead of being, I guess, instead of utilizing their, their time, which is obviously costing them a lot of money, uh, we decided to kind of try and, try and set up a department, which... I had to basically create with the help of the the head of the department at the time, uh, who kind of basically just helped me with some kind of naming conventions and and and, and process and workflow, 
but essentially it was me doing versioning or starting the versioning for, for, for Smoke and Mirrors at the time um, just in this one room and occasionally some artists would be helping me here and there but I, I'd be doing you know sometimes 36 versions a day of, of oh. different I literally just changing labels and do this that was that was at the height of when I was just like you know it was, it, I just everything just started kind of gelling together it just it just worked yeah. which was amazing yeah um, but, th- but they, you know Doing doing that for a year or so, and then we started getting, we brought a few extra people in, and we started building a department. And then I was like, well, I, I don't want to do this anymore because I want to do actual jobs. Uh, and so, I mean, you know, credit to them, they kind of took that off off me and gave. And there was two two of the guys who was working with me. They kind of went downstairs, and all of a sudden, uh, they they had like a room full of ten people doing all of these jobs like every day and like, like a whole team of producers doing all of the um, kind of the, the, the scripts, the, the super translations, all of this stuff, which is now I think, now I think is one of their main um, main income, in, income revenues or whatever. Or How about that? Re- revenue stream, sorry. Um, so yes, yeah, so it, was, it, was, it was fantastic um, introduction. Uh, I mean, it got kind of probably, I don't think I would have gotten as far as I had had I not could have put myself in that position, perhaps. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe I would have done, but I, I kind of doubt that. But it, it certainly kind of molded me uh, doing all of those adaptations. I, I think I'm a quicker artist for it because I know that I've seen a lot of artists who kind of mull about doing certain things and like, you know, taking a whole day or two days to conform a job. And it's just like, you know, I just, I somehow just, just kind of, whack it together very very quickly and mm. then start start looking at the overall and the creative and things and yeah i mean that's that's kind of the background part of it anyway it's incredible to me and it never fails to amaze me how you know these little pieces of the jigsaw come together in people's lives and you know they could have turned left but they turned right and they they've decided to stick this out or, or whatever and look and sometimes it doesn't work and they smack their head against the wall but but you know I always think about that thing about, you know, do you have regrets in your life? And yeah, I've got regrets in my life, but but if I didn't do some of those things, then I wouldn't be where I am today. So it's like... Absolutely. It, it, it's all part of that puzzle, isn't it? Mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, I mean that's the thing. I mean, there was so many times where I was literally... Like, I don't think I was out my overdraft for, I mean, God knows how many years, and I begged in the bank to give me some extra cash. I mean, there was one moment, like literally, it was one pivotal moment, uh, and I'll never forget it in 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 my in my career where I got the graduate loan. And it was kind of you know it was you know it doesn't kick in to pay back until a certain time, and at that moment, I wasn't earning enough money to be able to pay that back. So it was literally something had something had to change, or I had to give up on my dream. And I literally the the, the one and only time this ever happened. I called my mum and said, "Look, I'm in a I'm in a position, and my mum's not rich, and she couldn't help me at the time. I mean, I think it was only, I think I mean, say only. I mean, back then it was quite a lot of money. Uh, I think it was like four or five thousand pounds or something. Uh, and it's not like it was wasn't like it was like a, a pay it all back type of thing. It's like I think the the monthly repayments was something like a hundred and fifty pounds or something, which doesn't sound that much." Yeah, I guess not. Not not these days, but 
at the at the time, I mean, I, I was living in London, obviously flat sharing because you can't afford your own place. Um, but I, yeah, I had, I was literally, I think I was using at the time before that, like fifty pounds a month to spend on food for myself. Wow. So it was it was a it was a time where I couldn't allow any 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 mess up anything, and I was it was getting to a point where you you go to work early and you have some toast in the kitchen and you know trying to eat as much as you can at work and not at home, um, and yeah, I, my my mum wasn't I mean she was in she was in tears on the phone because um, she couldn't help me, uh, and she literally had to go and call her father to ask her for help. Wow, and it was actually my granddad who bailed me out. Wow, wow. Uh, but I mean, and 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 we, but we kept a book, and I paid back every penny that I owed him. And strangely, and and this is it was it was quite beautiful actually because when he died, in his will, he left me one month one month's payment to me. Oh my God, that's that's so uh, beautiful. Yeah, it's really cool. You did the hard yards it, it, on so many levels. Uh, it wasn't easy, but I think that in life you've got to you've got to put in to to get something out. I think, no, I mean, or, or, or unless, not, unless you're or very not. lucky. <laughs> but 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 or not, you know, there's a lot of people who who would go. You know what? This isn't this isn't for me. But obviously, the dream that dream that you had created for you that, that you where you wanted to be was was really important. Well, I mean, to be honest, since. Since getting going getting into that chair and blagging the job a little bit, honestly, there's only been a, ooh, probably less than a handful of moments that have, that I've not loved. Yeah, and those and those moments come obviously with probably bad clients or bad directors or you know. Were those, were those the moments you you were working with me? No, 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 no. <laughs> they that. <laughs> Those were fine. <laughs> the uh, to be honest, the I think that the moments for me, the the bad ones that I you know, those are the ones where you you, you work. Uh, and again, these people may not be bad people or or whatever, but they may have just had a, a, a bad moment that they've just not been able to control themselves. And I've had I, I had one moment in London where I just you know I wanted to to do something to. To somebody, uh, which I you know, <laughs> managed managed not to. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names because I get into trouble if I do. Um, so so yeah. So there was there was one moment there, and obviously there's been a few uh, moments I think since then. But honestly, I think less less than you can count on one hand. Yeah, which is uh, incredible. Mo- mo- most of the time, I and I find myself very lucky that I'm doing a job that. Every day, I, I just yeah. absolutely yeah. love. I, I could not. I could not agree more. I, I, I feel the same. I, you know, I, I kind of. Uh, I mean, we've we've been doing this for a while, Barry, and it's and it's to still to still yeah. be get, to still be loving it is we are. You're right. We're we're super lucky. Yeah, over t- over twenty years now. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's, that makes me sound really old now. Well, you're not. So <laughs> so, how did Shanghai happen? Again, that's probably down to Smoke and Mirrors. They opened up a, a place in Shanghai, um, and they asked me to come out here. Then I said no. Why would I want to do that? And again, I guess the misconception of China um, at the time and a very naive uh, younger self. What was that misconception? Do you think? I think just the fact that the you know, people hear the word communism, 
right. communist or whatever. And, and I think that, that they immediately think of some, you know, regime that's going to, you know, if you step foot, it's, it's going to, something bad's going to happen and you're going to get tortured or whatever. It's, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I think that it's possibly you know, Western media or films or maybe lack of education, maybe. I don't know. The, I think that for me that it was, I was kind of getting momentum in London. I was quite enjoying it. And then I didn't want to do that. And it felt like they were kind of pushing me towards it. I kind of got out of it. And then uh, I think a year later, um, they were short of an artist for a 3D job. Um, the head guy over, over in Shanghai at the time was already on another job with CG. Uh, so they didn't really have another senior artist. Um, so they asked us to go out there for three, uh, come out here for three weeks. Um, and uh, th this is one of the bad moments. Uh, <laughs> not not coming not not coming out here, but just what what happened in the job. Um, but uh, but yeah, the we came out here, or I came out here, and uh, yeah, did the job for three weeks. Uh, didn't finish in three weeks, so then they got. The stay got extended for another week, week and a half, I think. Um, so I was out here for yeah, just over a month. Uh, loved it. Thought it was fantastic in you know outside of work, uh, inside of work not so much. It was a little bit crazy, in terms of it was at the time. I don't think that you know there was any real kind of work-life balance. I was I think I had a, like a day and a half off in a month, which oh was my a gosh. bit nuts. Wow. Yeah, but but I mean that's that doesn't even sound that bad. But when you take into consideration the hours that we were doing, like I was in in the morning and then we we're leaving three four in the morning. It was oh, it was it was horrendous. Um, but at the time, I met uh, now my good friend Steve, uh, your good friend Steve as well, uh, Steve Morala, who's who kind of moved from smoke and mirrors and kind of I think he left China at the time and came back and uh, started a technical, which is now MPC, um, uh, with Lily, who was there at the time as well, uh, who's now MD. Uh, and when I went back to, to England, I got a call like two years later uh, to ask if I want to come back to Shanghai to start to help start this, this company, uh, which is now uh, 70 people strong, which is a bit crazy, nine years on. It's a yeah, it's a bit bit of a bit of a whirlwind to be honest, and that's but, and, um, and that's that's where yeah. I met you. I, I came I, I came I mean I I came over for a I think it was a three week stint or something like that, and uh, ended up staying three years. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, and it's it's an amazing city, amazing country. Oh, I t I'll tell you what. I mean, I I just uh, I don't I didn't really know what to expect. When I when I arrived in in China, to be honest, and uh, I don't know, I fell in love with the place. But, I really did. But can I can, can I ask? I mean, when you see, I mean, I I didn't know exactly what I was going to expect when I got there. But I mean, what were you what were your kind of conception of? I mean, what were you thinking it was going to be like? You know what? I I, I God's honest truth. I didn't even think about it. All I thought was. Oh really? Okay. All I thought, because I wasn't going there to move over there I was just going to be there for three weeks and I went oh great I get to hang out with Steve I get to do, you know do a bit of color grading it'll be really interesting to see another country and that was as far as my mind went and I remember you know toward the end of that when uh <clears throat> when they said oh you know would you consider staying on 
and I and I jumped on the Skype with Amelia, my with my with my wife, and said, "Ah, you'll never guess what they they said. Hey, you know, why don't you come and stay? Isn't that funny?" And it was her who said, "Well, hang on, why don't we do that? Don't you think that would be amazing?" So, and I went, "Ah, oh, ah, oh, okay." You know, so she's much braver than me, and you know, but but three of the best years of my life. I mean, it was an incredible experience on so many levels, and 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 I'm going to get, I'm going to come back to this in a second. But from you, I learned so much. I learned so from much. Me? Yeah, from you. Just, 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 just the way to break down a job, um, to prioritize, and to um, uh, you, you know what to be looking out for, and also just to. I don't know how to phrase this, but to kind of hone your eye to, so, so now if, if, if I'm looking at a, at a picture and I'm going, there's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. In the past, maybe I wouldn't have seen that, but I don't know, something happened whilst working with you that, that sharpened my eye. I can't, I can't explain it, but you know, so thanks for that. Oh, well, thank, th- thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the compliment. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, but isn't that, isn't, I mean, that's the thing you, you, you have no idea how you're going to affect somebody else's life and, and what, you know, I've, I've had, I've had someone come up to me, this happened a couple of times, they're going, oh, you helped me with this when I was just doing this and it mm. made such a difference and you go, oh, really? oh, that's great, you know, so it is incredible how you can really contribute to somebody's life if you, you know, that way inclined. Well, uh, I, I think, I think also, I mean, when you come out, come out to a country that's kind of a bit alien to you uh, at the time certainly when you're first first arriving and you don't really have anyone you know I think we had a quite a, a close-knit I mean there's a few of us at work who I mean we just kind of like hung out with each other because we didn't really know that many people at the time and it's kind of you really have to immerse yourself and I think that you do it kind of quickly but with an expat life it's kind of people come people go and there's not that many constants are about so you kind of have to grab hold of what's familiar i guess and you kind of go through it together it's kind of cool in a way how, how long have you been how long have you been in china now uh, nine years just gone nine years yeah. wow i came here in uh, june 2012 so you you went you went over uh you, you started working at technicolor then mm-hmm. uh which is now which is now mpc uh, and you were predominantly, you know, you're working as a flame artist, but now your, your job has kind of branched off. I mean, this is coming back to where we started the conversation. Um, it's branched off, right? I, I kind of started souping um, at, at Smoke and Mirrors, actually, um, and I even directed a job in London um, before I left uh, to go to a place called Golden Square. Oh, you um, did? So you, you'd had a little taste of that already? Yeah, 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 a little bit. And then when I went to Golden Square, I kind of went there as kind of a supervisor and was kind of, I went on a few jobs there, uh, flew around Europe a little bit, uh, luckily, uh, got got to experience a few jobs, some good, some bad um, experiences, but everything, regardless of good or bad, you learn from. And it's it was kind of, you know, I think that... We were having this conversation today at work that you know, there's only, regardless of who goes on set or how, how you do it, everyone has to go on set to get that experience. If you, you know, if you don't go on set, there's no way you can get that experience. And it's, you know, people say, oh, but I want someone to experience it, yeah, but they're not going to get experience if they don't go. And they see, you know, you have to kind of try and trust people. And, 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 and it's, yeah, it, it's one of those things that I, I kind of, I've, I, I love going on set 
um, or I, you know, more, I used to love it a lot more. And now I'm kind of my my kind of focus has changed a little bit. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just love getting involved. I'm a very practical guy, so I, you know, I kind of like getting kind of deep down and dirty, really. Um, and just it just kind of you know, even when we're on set, I mean, I, I, and I think most directors or agencies or whoever's on set with me will probably tell you that. Whenever I'm I'm there and something needs to be done, I'll do it. You know, it's, it's not one. I'll just ask production. Oh, can we get someone to do this? I, you know, I'm I'm there in front of the camera. I'm I'm running with the football to try and go into a goal, and I'm I'm doing crazy stuff that probably I shouldn't be doing, but I just enjoy, so I do it. And you know, it might mean make me look like a fool, but essentially, you capture the right stuff and you get. And I think that when people see how kind of dedicated you are to the process. And not only dedicate to the process, but when they see you doing that kind of crazy stuff at the start and then they see the end result at the end, they're like, oh, wow, okay, this guy actually knows knows what he's doing. And, but he's not afraid to kind of get his hands dirty. And then you kind of, you know, you start getting repeat business for these clients and then they start becoming your friends. And then like, then all of a sudden, I mean, I'm, I'm on set and I'm getting my phones buzzing whilst I'm in front of the camera. It's just all the creatives texting me pictures with you know, making memes of me with on the, <laughs> on the camera. Uh, it's, uh, it, but, but I mean, I think that without that kind of immersion, you don't, you know, you, you don't get relationships, you don't build your confidence, you don't get your experience. And it's, it's fantastic. And uh, it's been great. I mean, certainly here, I've, I've gone on set more times here than I, than I ever have done in England, obviously. But the, I mean, I've been here kind of in my latter stages of my career for, for a long time. But, the, you know, taking people on set and showing them how to, how to do it. And I think it's just great seeing them then go by themselves and, you know, kind of do, basically do the same thing. And yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And then do you... You know, you, you're you're involved on that side of the actual production, and then you and then you you stay with the job as the artist on the other side in the post production as well, or are you or are you or are you mostly supervising others? I, I'm mostly supervising others, but I do I do like to get certain jobs. I like to kind of again keep my hands dirty, and, and there's some there's some jobs and some clients, agencies, and and sometimes some directors as well who request um pre-production so then i'll go down to the um to the agency or wherever and we brainstorm oh that's awesome get involved get involved in the idea stage and say well we've got this idea can we make it possible you know this is a schedule and da 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 well look that's gonna be difficult why don't we do this or like no, no that, that, that's not big enough let's go let's go bigger let's go let's go nuts let's just let's just actually blow it up or do this or do that and they're like we could do that, like, of course. And I'm like, oh, this is, oh, this is awesome. And then it just, like, you could spend, like, an afternoon just rolling ideas back and forth and everyone feels kind of a bit more positive and it's actually kind of, it kind of benefits the job but also kind of brings the team together before the, before the production's even begun. So then they're, they're automatically going to you and you're getting text messages off the director at whatever time, saying, oh, I thought this, what do you reckon? I'm like yeah this is great or it's like well no what, what about this what about that and it's the same way as if i wake up and i have these moments in the shower i feel like i don't know if you you, you have this but every time i get in the shower in the morning i don't know i'm not thinking of anything and i have the best thoughts yeah like my shower my shower thoughts in the morning it, it happens 
Oh, it's, it's it's very strange. Isn't but... it interesting that that that's when that's when your obviously your mind is calm, and you know you you maybe you've been you know all night maybe the, the ideas have been percolating or but that's your moment where the ideas are coming to you. that's that's so cool it, it, and I'm not even trying it's just it just it, and, and I mean that's not me showing up it's just just sometimes and again it's just an idea it may not be a good idea it's just an idea but then I, I immediately I get out the shower I'm like texting the director or, or whatever so I just thought of this I just thought of that and but yeah I mean it's just I think I love being involved that way and I think that's I think that's probably one of the reasons now I've kind of developed or my role's developed into what it is now where it's kind of kind of more the ideas guy or trying to come up with this or look at look at something and see if it's right or what we do and because some of the best directors I've worked with are you know they're I don't know they're, they're, like they just they're open to everything and there's not just like no this is my direction this this is what i'm thinking it's like if if the tea lady has an idea and it's good they will listen and they will use that and there's some uh, it's just amazing to see how people bounce off certain certain people on set I and mean, you just sometimes you just stand back and you watch how things things work and you can and you can learn so much just by watching what's happening rather than being involved sometimes too and it's it's amazing how certain people do that and and just come up with the best ideas uh and again it's not always their own but it's a team effort and then you see instagram posts afterwards with literally the whole team posted at the end of, you know underneath the video or whatever thanking everybody individually and it's you know no shame no obviously not trying to claim everything is on it's just like it's a team effort and it's always the same always striving for excellence and some of the best projects we've done out here or wherever it's like you can tell the certain directors just have this kind of way about them and the way that they work they just they're just after they're just trying to absorb things around them and that's something i'm trying to it's very difficult to kind of just just turn on and do when you're in the in the process yourself because obviously someone's got to make those decisions you can't just yeah you still got to make oh this is what i'm going to do or whatever but you've got to listen to what other people have to say i'm trying to going into directing now i'm trying to absorb or ask people oh, what do you think of this what do you think of that and, and see exactly I, I don't think anyone's ever 100 percent happy with anything like at least i'm not it's always <laughs> there's always something that you can be doing but it's obviously there's time uh, budget money whatever uh, and schedule it's always a bit of an issue and you've got to cut it off at some point I know but it's always just trying to say well, if we just tweak this if we just tweak that is it going to elevate or whatever and it's it's it, it's cool and I, I, I just recently strangely I just, just started um I've actually been using Maya this week. Uh, I've learned. I've just been learning that to do do my own previews, to just try and find ca- just trying to find camera angles and, and kind of moves and things just to, just to see, rather than trying to waste someone else's time with it, just seeing what we can do and how we can do it quickly and easily. I mean, I've been spending the last couple of days trying to mess around on a job I'm directing, um, trying to find you know unique angles that kind of maximize what we're trying to show off and it's i, don't know, I just i just love it i think that uh 
you will never ever be one of those people who will stop learning. You know, there's been so many things that you've said to me in the course of the little chat. I'm going, wow, it's it's just something inside you, this little dynamo that just keeps, you know, craving craving knowledge. But I'm but I'm gonna. I kind of had in my head a, 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 a basic pathway of what I was going to chat to you about. And, and <laughs> sorry, no, 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 quite, no, 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 that's not that's not where this is going. Uh, and, and and what what we've ended up doing more so is is talking about you know that you know where you get to the place you want to be, and that you know that word tenacious came up, and um, and I think that that has been such a rewarding part of the conversation. So I'm going to ask you a big favor. Um, yeah. I want to have another chat with you another time. Maybe, maybe, sure. in a f- uh, you know, I'll, I'll do a few more um, episodes on the rest of it, but um, I'd, I'd almost like to do a part two where we focus on, like, I know we've mentioned smoke, we've mentioned flame, we've mentioned Maya. Mm. And, uh, you know, the majority of people who listen to this podcast will know what they are, but but I think it would be really satisfying to talk about those. I want to talk to you about aces. I want to talk to you about, uh, you know, working with a colorist. And so more of a kind of a technical uh, part of the podcast, which which would be a, a different kind of conversation, if, if you're up for it. Sure. sure. Yeah? All of that mm. said... For me, it's so interesting. It's really, really interesting to, and and to hear you get very animated when you start talking about that. You obviously love it. Of course. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think anyone in our industry can do this and do the crazy hours we do without loving it. I mean, that being said, I think that recently we've not actually been doing that crazy. It's 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 really weird of you. I know when you were here, we were working quite. Quite a lot of hours, I think. That's and pretty insane. Na- yeah. yeah, now, I mean, how many people were we when you were here? Oh, 30-something, 40 maybe? So na- now we're 70. <laughs> like we've got, we've got like, you know, we've got quite, I think we're actually 10 people. Someone, Lily was saying today, I think we're maybe 10 people uh, bigger than New York, I think, right now. Wow, pretty insane. And then I saw, um, I saw this. You, you've you've redone the theater now as well. So the theater's all we've 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 redone everything. I mean, we've expand we've expanded into the building behind, um, and so we've we've now got. I mean, we've got I think twenty three people now in CG. We've got thirteen people in Nuke. We've got oh yeah, it's 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 just nuts. I mean, it's like it's fantastic. You know, That's we, fantastic. From what from where we started is is you know I mean I remember uh, going to MPC um, back in when was it May twenty twelve and sitting down with then the the creative director of London and uh, chatting about this um, and them not really understanding or not really understanding maybe not knowing the full extent of what was going on because it was more technical than NPC at the time yeah yeah there was that crossover it was supposed to be film it was supposed to be film and not um, not commercials when I went over Um, but obviously there was a that didn't kind of work out and we kind of moved into commercials to, to get revenue and it just you know obviously it was the right. It was the right path to, yeah, to take yeah, because yeah. absolutely. I mean, oh my look, god! Look, look, look at where we are now. Um, and I remember kind of going there and like, you know, 
you okay? You are, you know, do do you know what's going to be involved in in going out there and to do something like this? And and I was like, yeah, it's going to be tough. And I said, yeah, it's going to be a lot of work. I said, don't worry, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm I'm okay with doing a bit of work. Um, I didn't quite think it was going to be as much. I mean, the first six weeks, I think, was a bit nuts. Um, that I, I literally, I, I very close to came home at that point, but I was always like, nope. I said I got to do at least a year, do at least a year, see what happens, and and yeah, I could have got through. I mean, those first six weeks were the toughest, I think. Um, but as soon as we kind of got things rolling, it was yeah. Strangely, we we are here now, and yeah, it's it's crazy. What a journey, you know, to to have to have you know gone over just to help out for that first three weeks for that project uh, for Smoke and Mirrors and then here you are nine years later with this massive studio and uh, and working on I mean gosh I'm, I look at some of the stuff you guys are doing over there and it really is phenomenal it's really incredible work ah, thanks I mean I think there's a I mean we've got so many talented people in, in the studio these days uh, I mean the talent pool here is uh, the, the local guys are exceedingly talented um, we're lucky enough to have got quite a few international talents as well um, not as many these days um, due to, to COVID oh, of course um, but um, but but yeah I mean we've we've got um, we've got exceedingly uh, yeah I was honestly literally we've got so much talent and the guys are guys and girls we've got a lot lot of uh, female artists too oh that's um, great yeah no I mean we I think our our new team is almost 50-50 um, we've got I think almost thirty percent of the flame is is is, is female too, yeah. And CG CG's got a fair amount. Um, there's a lot of good talent out here. Who you know, doesn't matter the gender. I mean, if you, if you're a good talent, we'll take you on. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it, I don't think there's any any issues there. Um, but no, we've got we've got amazing talent pool. Um, the guys are pushing the boundaries all the time, uh, and. I don't know how, but we we take on more and more work, and we seemingly seem to do it. Deli- <laughs> we see we, we seem to deliver it without killing anyone um, too much. You know, I mean, it's it's like the overtime uh, for the for the company is actually like an all time low, which is fantastic in ter- in terms of um, you know kind of work life balance. I mean, there's not many weekends worked at all. That's um, great. It's it's. Honestly, it's 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 yeah. it's unbelievable considering the market here. Um, yeah, because we we obviously there's not many companies here who can do that. And I think that as we've grown, we're we've we we know what's coming and how jobs operate here. So we're kind of expecting certain things from certain clients and from certain jobs and certain schedules. And I think we've just gotten really good at firefighting. A little bit in, yeah, in, in yeah. certain regards, but also setting up the right teams for the right jobs who also know how to to get things over the line and what the clients yeah. are after. So, well, Barry, I I've got the recording that says you've agreed to come on for part two. So it's kind of like a you've signed a deal with the devil already. But I want to I want to from the bottom of my heart. Um, I am so grateful that uh, I got to chat to you about it. I, I was th- this week when I've been thinking about it. I, I was just going. Yeah, you're, you're someone who, you're such an interesting fella and very, very talented. And uh, it's been a pleasure to chat to you. Pleasure's all mine, mate. Good to see you again. Yeah, same. <laughs>